It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coach Harris and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I am Zach Blackerby. Normally today is a Charlie Tuesday with Charlie Five, epic uh, message board poster and legend. And we will chat with him later in the week. But it's a different type of Charlie Tuesday today. We'll be joined by Charlie Trotman, former Auburn quarterback. He, of course, hosts uh, the Max Roundtable up in uh, Montgomery. And uh, one of the Auburn Network stations, ESPN 1067, we just picked up their show. So we'll talk about that as well as what he thinks about Bo Nix and a quarterback's approach to uh, this this upcoming season. And then also, towards the end of the show, we'll be joined by voice of uh, the women's basketball Tigers, uh, Britt Bowen, also calls some softball and baseball as well. It's been way too long since he's been on the show. And obviously, there's some uh, some drama regarding the women's basketball coaching search and all that good stuff. We're going to do an ad break early, so um, I can play all of uh, Charlie Trotman's conversation uninterrupted. So, uh, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts that you need at a traditional chain storefront. So, why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the you know the guy working the counter is going to do the same thing that you could do if you just pulled out your phone and went to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. And write Locked On Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Home Field Apparel. You're seeing uh, you're seeing former Auburn basketball players and current NBA players wear these uh, these awesome hoodies that Home Field Apparel has. I think we saw one uh, with Isaac Okoro the other day on Twitter. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Homefield Apparel, I mean, they've really knocked it out of the park with all kinds of different schools. I mean, it's become a lot of people's favorite brand, and rightfully so. And if you don't know why, it's because you haven't checked it out yourself. Homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code AUBURN, A-U-B-U-R-N. Check out all their Auburn stuff. I love every single one of them. I think they're all great. Use promo code AUBURN for 20% off. That is at homefieldapparel.com. We're now joined by Charlie Trotman, former Auburn quarterback charlie how are you today i'm doing great zach appreciate you having me of course of course and it's been uh it's been fun hearing you a ton down here in auburn now the the max round table airing on espn 1067 in auburn and opelika that's been a ton of fun man well we really enjoy it uh i think you know being on in the auburn opelika area is a it's a pleasure for us uh it's a treat to be able to talk to the people and in the uh you know the uh, on the plains and and we're just we're just glad to be a part of, of uh you know the radio uh 
community uh, in the Auburn, in the Auburn, Opelika area. Yeah, I mean, there, there's too much Alabama up there in Montgomery, and uh, Doug's <laughs> a good is. guy, there, but I mean, you you, you you can tell which way he's slanting. <laughs> no doubt about it. Doug doesn't make any bones about it. He uh, he will, and Doug uh, can be a little uh, smug about it from time to time. You know, he he's got that he's got that Alabama um, arrogance uh, in in some of his tones about Auburn. So we, uh, we have to watch him and, and kind of uh, curtail what he says at, at times. Sure. Sure. So, <laughs> I mean, as far as, you know, Auburn so far this off season, what are your thoughts on everything? I know as a former Auburn quarterback, and I kind of have in my mind, Charlie, that all, like if you played quarterback at Auburn, you're part of this like secret underground fraternity when all you, all you uh, Auburn <laughs> quarterbacks like hang out and chat all the time. But I mean, there's a lot of talk, obviously, about like Bo Nix, right, and and his approach to this 2021 season and what Harson and and Bobo are going to be able to do to kind of help him take that next step. What do you think about all that? How much impact can a coach like Harson or Bobo have on Bo Nix? Oh, they could have a tremendous impact on him, Zach. I think uh, I I'm a real Bo Nix fan. I, I think that number one, I think he's a tremendous competitor. Uh, I don't think anybody competes any harder than Bo Nix does on the football field. I think he's got great talent. I think I don't personally believe that Gus Malzahn's offense and Chad Marsh's offense suited Bo Nix real well. Okay. I think that Coach Harson's offense and Bo and uh, Coach Bobo's offense are going to be much more conducive. Uh, and to to success for Bo Nix and going to put him in a position to do well at at the quarterback spot because I just don't I, I never liked uh you know the pass scheme the the pass routes the passing tree if you will that that Gus Malzahn had we just didn't have enough crossing routes we didn't throw the ball deep enough. Uh, you know, we threw too many, in my opinion, too many of the quick screens mm-hmm. and the little uh, bubble screens and things like that. They're good to have, and you want to be able to, you know, uh, throw those at times. But uh, you, you just don't want that to be the staple of your passing game. And we didn't ever use the tight end. Uh, we've got, you know, three or four tight ends now that are, that are very, very uh, good sure. in the passing game as receivers. So we need to bring that out, and I think that Coach Bobo will do that. I just, I'm just, i just excited for Bo Nix that he's going to be in an offense that I think is going to be conducive to, to success for him. And, uh, you know, I think Coach Harson and Coach Bobo will do a great job analyzing what is, uh, you know, his strengths and will – you know, we'll call plays according to, you know, what he does best. And and that's what coaches should do. What do you think about him mechanically? I mean, there would be times, obviously, where he'd get the ball and just immediately start scrambling. And then there'd be times where there's a clean pocket, there's nobody around him, and he still, like, wants to throw off of his back foot and, like, fall backwards. And, you know, but even still doing that, he has the natural arm ability, the arm talent to get it to where it needs to go. It still looks like a dart 35 yards down the field. It's like, holy cow, if this guy stepped into his throws consistently, there's no telling how quick the ball would get there. But with mechanics like that, is that the offensive coordinator's job? Is that the head coach's job? What does that look like? Well, I think it's the quarterback coach's job, whether he's the offensive coordinator or not. And 
with Chad Morris, it was his job. Yeah. And, and I think now it's going to be Mike Bobo's job. But the head coach needs to, you know, come in and give his opinion about that as well. And, uh, you know, I think Coach Harson, having been a quarterback himself, will easily be able to see the things mechanically that, that Bo does well and the things mechanically that he needs to improve on. Now, I will say this as a former quarterback. When you have pressure, and I'm going to, you know, specifically go to one game. I remember the Georgia game, and Bo had no time to throw the football. As soon as, as he, uh, you know, got the ball in, in the shotgun and dropped back a step or so and planted he had to leave the pocket because somebody was in on him now what happens in a in a situation like that Zach is that you get into a rhythm of wanting to throw the ball downfield but after you plant you start looking for that you start looking for the line to break down in a certain area and you and you wonder if you know in the back of your mind, if you're going to have to scramble out of this situation. Mm-hmm. And I think that got ingrained in Bo's mental approach to, you know, quarterbacking. And I think that a lot of times the 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 pocket did not break down and Bo still ran out of the pocket and he needs to really, really work on that. And the other thing he needs to work on is if he has to leave the pocket, try to avoid – that initial player that beats your offensive lineman, try to avoid him and then run upfield uh-huh. instead of running out to the right or running out to the left. That's something that I know that a guy like Deshaun Watson uh, does so well that, you know, he is in the pocket. He might get pressure, but he avoids that first pressure and then he runs forward instead of running sideways. So now there are times when. There's just nothing else you can do. You're forced to to run, you know, out to the to the flanks. But I I, th- I think that with a lot of uh, good, uh, you know, teaching mechanical drills this spring, that Bo Nix will be much much uh, happier in the pocket than than he has been. I think they can work on that, and I think that's something that throwing off his back foot is not what what you want him to do. Uh, and he's got so much arm talent, like you said, that he can throw off his back foot. And when he does, most of the time, the pass is a good pass. But occasionally he's been a little bit uh, errant in his throws when he throws off his back foot, and then it causes people to say, wow, um, you know, he ought to really step into his throws. Sure. Whereas you get a guy like Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes throws the ball in all kind of different circumstances, in all kind of different arm, uh, you know, positions. And nobody says anything because his balls are accurate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that's something that Bo will have to work on. But, um, you know, thank goodness he does have the strong arm that he does have. And he can throw if he has to throw off his back foot. He can do it. But he doesn't need to do that as a matter of habit. Sure. And from a coaching standpoint, I mean, I asked the question at the end of now his his second season starting is like, how does it get to this point? I mean, if you're with him and you're trying to develop your quarterback, how how do you let it get to this point? And not like, okay, you know, his second or third game at Auburn when you start to see tendencies like this, 
is it that hard to correct things mid-season because you're so focused on the next game? Is that kind of what the flow of an SEC season looks like? Yeah, that there's a lot to say about that. I mean, when you're in the middle of it, um, it's kind of like you're you can't see the forest for the trees mm-hmm. because um, you're you got two or three days to prepare for your next opponent. So you're so overwhelmed by getting the game plan in and practicing the game plan that going back to rudimentary quarterback drills, you do that at the first of practice a little bit, but they just can't spend a lot of time on that because, uh, you know, there's, there's just they only have so many hours to practice per week. Uh, they only have so many hours that they can, you know, meet and, and uh, do skull sessions and, and film study. So it's a it's a real, um, you know, kind of balancing act to try to increase the performance of a quarterback during the season in something like, you know, not running out of the pocket or not throwing off the back foot. That's a hard thing to correct during the season. So spring training is where that needs to happen. And it's where you got, you know, an old quarterback uh, and, and your head coach and Coach Harson that can look at it. And then Mike Bobo, who's been a quarterback and has coached quarterbacks his whole career, they will correct that. They'll have specific drills where Bo will be able to see one lineman break down and, and a guy coming straight at him, and he'll be able to get away from that one guy and stay in the pocket, look downfield, and throw the football. They'll have drills set up specifically for that and uh and and he will improve i think my personal feeling is that bo nicks will be a much much improved quarterback this year because he's got you know two quarterback two sets of quarterback old quarterback eyes and coach harson and bobo looking at him and they're going to set up specific drills that are going to help him improve in both of those areas of not running out of the pocket and not throwing off his back foot and he's going to have help around them on the field. I, I really like this young group of Auburn wide receivers. Obviously, they lost a ton of experience and talent with with guys like Schwartz and Williams and Stove leaving. But I, I think Bo is going to have a lot of fun throwing to Kobe Hudson and Zevion Capers and Elijah Canyon. And and uh, we'll throw Shedrick Jackson as kind of the, the elder of the group in there. Then obviously handing the ball off to Tank. I mean, he's going to have a lot of options. And I think we've seen Harson in the past, when you look at his track record, is he uses, or he does such a good job of using all the different pieces in the offense that really spreads the ball out. Yeah, that's got to help Bo Nix, right? Because the defense then doesn't know who to key in on. Exactly. And the other thing is, is that I know that, that uh, Coach Harson really, uh, you know, he stresses a physical offense. He wants the offensive lineman to be very physical and dominant at the point of attack. And so he likes to run the ball, but he uses his tight end. And Bobo, they use their tight end. And we didn't you didn't even mention the tight ends, which Zach, that is such a key area for Auburn because Auburn has a ton of talent at that position. Are there some that you uh, like? You like a specific tight end more than the others? Well, Pegues, uh, I like Fromm, I like Deal, I like Frazier. Okay. I like them all. And then we got another tight end that's coming in that, uh, you know, is, is going to be a true freshman. So we've got like four or five guys that, that you know, are, are capable of catching the football and doing something with it. Now, um, 
you know, the question is, are you going to throw the ball to them and give them an opportunity? Now, Pegues, last year, all they did is basically threw a little, you know, uh, flat route to him, you know, where he would be on one side of the line of scrimmage and he'd run to the other side of the line of scrimmage and go about two or three yards downfield and toward the sideline. They'd throw a little, you know, quick pass to him. But, I mean, I'm talking about throwing the ball downfield to the tight end. Right. You know, getting him involved in a, a passing scheme and the passing tree where he runs different routes. You know, you can look in the pros and you see the guys like, you know, that Patrick Mahomes has, you know, the great tight end Kelsey. And, and uh, you know, you just you look at these tight ends sure. that that that, you know, are such a big part. And, and the reason they're such a big part is because generally they're hard to cover for linebackers. And, you know, if linebackers, uh, you know, in the SEC are having to cover the tight ends all the time, then that's just going to give the wide receivers more room coming across the middle and, and uh, you know, doing dig routes and, and uh, curls and, and uh, you know, the the crossing routes and things like that, that that you saw Alabama do this year, you know, to, to teams that, they just they could not cover everybody, and uh, uh, and I think I think Coach Harson and and Mike Bobo will take advantage of that. And then you know with Tank coming out of the backfield, they'll also throw the ball to the to the running back out of the backfield, which is a big uh, you know situation for offenses. If you could do that successfully, uh, you saw Florida do that this past year. And they threw the ball to the back out of the backfield all the time, and they were really successful at it. So, I think, uh, yeah, I'm excited about this this group of wide receivers and this group of tight ends. Charlie Trotman, you can hear this guy pretty much all throughout the state. Charlie, where can people find you, man? Man, uh, we are in in Montgomery, in the Auburn Opelika area, in the River Region. Uh, we are 107.5 and. On your course, on your station, 106.7. Sure. And you can listen to us at uh, uh, the on, on what we call the Max Roundtable from 11 to 2 every day on the air. Doug Amos, Daryl Dapridge, and Charlie Trotman. And uh, we just have a great time. I do it on Mondays and Fridays. Doug and Daryl do it on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Well, Charlie, I'd love to do this again soon, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, Zach. I love talking football, man. That's good stuff with Charlie. Thank you so much. And uh, before we get into this next ad read, I just want to uh, encourage folks to come back to tomorrow's edition of the podcast because we will be joined by Anthony Schwartz, Flash himself. So be sure to uh, come back. And he, uh, he doesn't really pull any punches. So I'll just kind of let that be the tease. But today's show brought to you by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but basketball's not. It's about to heat up and get crazy. Baseball's right around the corner if you bet on the pros. And BetOnline even covers uh, award shows, reality TV, all the good stuff. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. So head over to their website, betonline.ag, and use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, one word, no spaces there, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're joined by a, a good buddy of mine, big time Brit Poen. How are you, my friend? Zach, doing well, man. Uh, miss working with you every day. Good to hear from you. Yeah, we don't do this near as much as we should. We were talking about that before we uh, started recording. We definitely need to have you uh, have you on more. All right, so you just finished, what, is this your second season as the voice of um, the Auburn women's basketball team? Is that right? Yeah, second season as the voice. And uh, I, I tell you, it's thankful to be in this position well um i imagine at times this past um this past season you really wanted a conference win to call and that just uh that didn't happen yeah it, it, it was a tough conference season um I mean, there's no mistake about it and uh I, I, just being around the team and knowing the skill level of the team i i, I truly believe that they were better than than an o and 15 conference records but as as the old saying goes you are what your record says you are and that's 0-15 and and that's what we were um but you know and and not to make excuses by any means because uh, the bottom line we didn't get the job done this year um but but if you look back at at the start of conference play before the conference opener in Baton Rouge Auburn got tagged with 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 three or four players being out from COVID right out of the gate uh and uh that first one was Unique Thompson, or excuse me, it was Unique Thompson who got tagged with COVID right out of the gate, uh, coming uh, coming up, coming back from Christmas break, and then after Unique gets back, three more are out uh, a couple weeks later. So we go to Florida. Uh, I think it's the second or third week of the season. We have eight players available, and from there, you know, when, when you lost games to the Ole Miss, to LSU, all close games at the start of the year, um, you know, like you just kept looking down the stretch of the schedule. Your your schedule is going to get get harder and harder as the year went on, and, and Auburn just couldn't catch up. And um, they, it never really seemed like until the last two weeks of the season that the team was even playing in rhythm because the, the starting lineup kept changing so much based yeah. off of who was available. Um, injuries happened in the middle of the year with Jayla Jordan coming out. Didn't have Morgan Robinson Wagyu for the final almost final month of the season. Uh, Romy Levy got banged up. I mean, it, it was something constant every single week, and uh, there was just no rhythm for the team, none whatsoever. So, what is the issue moving forward, Britt? I know, obviously, um, this season the result it resulted in um, Coach Flo being let go as uh, Auburn's uh, coach, and so Auburn will need to find a new coach, but. What's the next step here? Do they need more talent? Is it a culture issue? Was it a coaching thing? What's the next step for Auburn here? I, I, I think it's a little bit of both, of, of culture and talent. I mean, obviously the coach has nothing – it's going to have a lot to do with that. Um, and, and, and for Coach Flo, I, I, I want to be clear. When, when I when I talk about what, what, what needs to happen moving forward, I, I'm not trying to say anything bad about Coach Flo because uh, – she always treated me well, sure. um, and, and she's the reason that, that – one of the reasons that I was able to, to step into this position. But if you look at what's happened in the past, the last two years, 
You know, um, we, we, we've had players exit and leave the program. Uh, players that we recruited, good players. I mean, look at how many left last year. You had two players leave Auburn and go to other SEC schools. Okay, so, mm. so number one, that can't happen. Um, number two, um, we had a player that was, from what I understand, was uh, was, was playing this season and uh, the, decided she didn't want to play anymore. Um, so, so, you know, you, you can't have that. You, you've got to build a culture where, where players want to be there, where they believe in the system, they believe in what, what they're doing, and, 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 and they want to build their future there. First and foremost, you got to have the culture. Number two, Auburn's got to be able to recruit. Um, if you look at the talent, um, and, and again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, to, to say anything negative about any specific players, things of that nature, um, that's just not what we're trying to do here. But if you look at the talent at the top of the roster, or at the top of the league, compared to the to the bottom of the league, even in the in, even in the middle middle pack of the SEC this year, I mean, there, there, there's a difference in talent level right now. And and Auburn's got to get back to recruiting SEC basketball players. Like last year, we had to hit UCO really hard because, well. Um, some things happened in recruiting. Two, two players that we thought we had um, flipped to other schools, and of course flipped to SEC schools. And well, that's just uh, you know that that's just the nature of the game in recruiting. So, um, with that being said, we've got to be able to recruit and, and be able to recruit top talent. I mean, it, it, if we want to build something in this league, we've got to be able to recruit. That's just the bottom line. Because before you recruit. Uh, I mean, before you even can get the X's and O's, you've got to be able to have the players to run the X's and O's to get the and have the ability to get the wins. And, and right now, I, I just don't think we we had enough depth, uh, top to bottom, this year to to make that happen. Um, I, I do think we, <laughs> I do think we have some key pieces coming back this next year um, with Aisha Kulabali, Romy Levy, Honesty Scott Grayson. I, I think those three. Those three pieces right there. I mean, those are really those are really good SEC basketball players. Aisha and Romy still have some some learning to do and some growing to do for next year. But uh, there's a lot of a lot of capability and a lot of upside there. And then honestly, Scott Grayson. She was in a, she was a McDonald's All American uh, that that went to Baylor out of high school and and got into to some trouble there. Had to transfer and and, and came here. And of course. Uh, Man, she has been stellar. I mean, 14 points a game and, and one of our best defenders this year, too. So, again, we have some, some pieces in those three coming back that I think we can build around. But all in all, you have to be able to recruit in, in order to, to build this thing from the ground up. And, Brett, I know uh, you're involved in calling some softball action this year as well. Um, give us an update on how they're doing so far this year. Softball's been good. Uh, I, I've been really impressed, as everybody has, with uh, Auburn's pitching staff. There's a lot of depth there, led by Matty Pinta, who was the number two overall recruit coming out of high school, uh, followed by Shelby Lowe, who was the uh, Alabama Gatorade Player of the Year out of Pickens Academy, and then K.K. Dismukes. Between those three, I mean, Auburn, just looking at the record right now, Auburn is 13-0 and with those three in the circle this year. 13-0. and um, Lexi Hanley, um, it has some upside to her. And, uh, she's got some control issues that, that she needs to get settled down. And, and Sam Yarbrough does the same. But, but again, that they have the ability. But once they once they get it figured out, I, I think Auburn's pitching uh, can be something that carries them 
throughout the year. And uh, defense has been strong too. I, I know uh, that third third base has been a, been a pretty good competition right now between Denver Bryant and Lindsey Garcia. But um, I think whoever I think whoever hits the best between those two will will get the nod in the starting lineup. Lindsey. Uh, she killed it this past weekend, hitting at the plate, and uh, yeah. Denver hit her first career home run. So it's going to be fun to see how that one shakes out. Absolutely, man. Well, dude, it's uh, it's been great chatting with you today. I really, really appreciate it. And like I said, let's do it again. Uh, let's let's don't let it be several months before we do it again. Hey, let me know. Big weekend for Auburn softball this weekend with the Alabama Crimson Tide coming into town. I think last week they were number three in the national polls. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a big test at Jamie Moore. What's Auburn have to do to win? What does Auburn have to do to win? Uh, they can't make errors. You can't give Alabama anything. And number two, they have to be able to move runners. They have to be able to move runners once you get them on base. And Alabama's pitching. Excuse me. Alabama's pitching is as good as Auburn's, if not better. Um, so, so the so the key will be: can Auburn get on base and can Auburn move them over at the plate? If if Auburn can play clean defense and hit, they will have a chance to win. Because, look, I think the pitching is good enough for both teams. The pitching is there, um, but but what can Auburn do to support the pitching will be key. Brett, where can people find you, man? Uh, people can find us this weekend uh, a couple different places. We'll be on Tiger 95.9 all weekend. We'll also be on AuburnTigers.com for free. And also download the Auburn Tigers app for free. You can catch every single Auburn Sports Network broadcast, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, or softball. All for free on the app. Just click the live events tab in the bottom of the app on that particular day, and it will tell you what events are up. And again, you can listen listen Auburn softball for free all season long. Free all. Great stuff from Britt Bowen. Always enjoy chatting with our buddy Britt. That does it for today's edition of the show. Once again, come back tomorrow. Anthony Schwartz, former Auburn wide receiver, the fastest man in college football. Can't wait to see what he does working out for NFL teams. Yeah, we'll talk about some of that and more. Also gives a kind of a, a sneak peek at the wide receiver depth chart, at least what he thinks it should be next year. Pretty interesting stuff. Come back tomorrow to check it out. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. And we'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.